Hello and welcome to the Cosmic Egg. Today we're going to talk about something that everybody has heard about, I think, and probably everybody has their own opinion of. So it's a most interesting uh, word, and that is karma. Um, and uh, this is quite an ancient word, and so has become quite diverse and um, complex over the over the centuries. Um, so we can look at uh, karma as a word. It comes from the Sanskrit, and I would um, I'm just looking right here at Wikipedia. I would suggest that uh, each person just um, go to the Wikipedia on karma, and it's a, it's really actually well done, and. Um, Looks at all the different branches that have come out over time and whatnot. Even includes uh, Carl Jung uh, with a psychoanalysis and Judaism and Christianity in later times. But it goes way back to its birth in uh, Hinduism and Buddhism and whatnot. So it's, so it's a very, very ancient word. And so I like to go back to the roots and just kind of stick to that. And then I can take it from there. I don't need other interpretations and get, getting it all complex and myths built on myths of, built on myths to try to describe it. Uh, it is uh, good to um, hear as many different uh, viewpoints as possible. So I'll uh, recommend that the uh, listener um, go to Google, put in karma and W-I-K-I to pull up uh, car, uh, you know, karma with the Wikipedia and click on the Wikipedia and it opens up, and you've got a great selection. It's actually really well done. It gives the um, definition going back to the beginning, its earliest times, It's because it's so ancient. You know, going back to the Sanskrit, uh, referring it to the executed deed, work, action, act, and the uh, object or intent of that act. So Wikipedia includes um, all sorts of uh, outlooks, uh, Hinduism, Buddhism, Jainism, the eight karmas of Jainism interesting stuff. It actually makes for great reading. Uh, Sikhism, of course, is in there. Taoism. Um, all sorts. And it goes up to the more modern concepts. Of course, it gets more complicated, diluted, and uh, changed, and altered. Uh, we go up to um, different... Uh, it talks about discussions between free will and destiny, and uh, includes that, the problem of evil, trans, uh, transferability. In some uh, cases, uh, religions, you can actually transfer your karma over to someone you can give it over. Um, stuff like that. So it gets uh, pretty, uh, pretty complex, and uh, it goes on, to, of course, to uh, even later religions, such as uh, it's found in Christianity, Judaism. Uh, it's talked about in psychoanalysis with Carl Jung. Uh, theosophy, spiritism, new age, it's all included on this Wikipedia. So um, yeah, definitely take a glance over that. Because karma is um, a word and concept uh, that is known to almost everybody on the planet, and everybody has their own unique interpretation of it, it's a very difficult subject to even talk about because it is so unique to every single individual. It becomes that complex. But if we can take it back to its source and uh, kind of have a universal symbolism that we can utilize, then it's a lot easier to work with. And that's what I like to do. I can take uh, karma back to its uh, earliest origins and apply it to, say, the, the, the uh, mystical Kabbalah. And we can find it in the numbers 5 through 6, or in the Kabbalah, Geburah through to Tiferet. Basically, this comes from math because you've put matter into motion with the number five. Number four represents the solid matter. 
or object without motion, just a solid object. The number five puts that matter into motion. Imbued within that motion are already the numbers one through four. So the intent behind the action has already been established. And that intent would have um, formed itself in the number four as the um, representing the solid. The concrete idea which has taken full shape. The number five puts that shape into motion. So it's putting a plan into motion. The intent, everything is in there already. Now the number six represents the individual, every individual that ever was or will be. And um, each one is unique, of course, um, having its own particular uh, qualities, which is found, of course, in the numbers one, two, three, and four, and five, which will result in the quality of being found in number six. So we've already got action in number five. So whatever actions this person takes, it's going to have a direct reflection on the individual that produced. So if it's bad action, produces bad character. Now, we'll go right to the heart of karma. And um, in the Kabbalah, again, there's a line or path joining number five and number six, showing their connection. There are also other connections to those numbers from other numbers. But we're talking about basically uh, the beginnings or roots of karma, which is um, contained between five and six. There is a line connecting them between action and individual. And that line is called Lamed. It is a letter of the original Hebrew alphabet. Now, a letter in the Hebrew alphabet um, is um, filled, it is like a living being. It has its own particular qualities and reactions to things. It's very complex. These, um, and so the, the card is described uh, by the letter Lamed. Um, if you're familiar with the tarot cards, the tarot cards are, are um, a pictorial glyph of the Tree of Life or Kabbalah. So um, it's always good to look at that too. And uh, in there you'll find justice or adjustment. I prefer uh, adjustment uh, from the Thoth um, deck. Uh, and it's uh, often uh, given the number 11 as justice in some, or the number eight as in the Thoth deck, which I go by. And basically it's describing um, its origins uh, it shows the ancient goddess of karma, or justice, you might say. And uh, her name is Mat, M-A-A-T. And she is um, pictured, or was pictured and um, symbolized as a woman standing on the very her very tippy toes and um, holding the scales of justice, you might say. And it takes but the weight of a feather to upturn or change those scales. So every action is, has a far-reaching effect. It's that cause and effect thing. On one side of the scales is cause, on the other scale is effect. It's the alpha, it's the omega, it's the law of opposites. It's all these things that the scales can kind of represent. So it gets rather deep in philosophy or theosophy and so on, but that's its roots, is in that uh, Egyptian goddess Mat, the Egyptian goddess of justice or karma. Now, this isn't justice in the sense that there's a being out there watching everything you do of every, you know, moment of the day. It's not that. Uh, it's uh, much deeper than that. That's more your Santa Claus stuff. Uh, it's best described as this. However you hit the water, 
the water will come back. Like it, the, the wave goes, it just keeps going and it affects and it blends with other waves. It starts affecting other individuals. So the waves are all, but we're all part of the same ocean. So it's showing that your part and what kind of part or what role you're playing in the ocean with all the individuals on that planet. And uh, what are you doing with your unique number six? What are your actions? What actions are you taking? And wh what kind of effect are you having on other people in the planet and the universe? That's kind of what it's kind of getting at. And so that's number five through number six. So the most important thing is the line between five and six, called Lamed. It is the number 22 in some cases. If you know the uh, uh, mystical Kabbalah system, it's the number 22, the 22nd path, you might say, because it represents a path between two numbers and the balance between those two numbers. And we're talking between five and six. So we can kind of take a look at the different sayings for every action. There is a reaction, maybe even above, as above, so below, you know, maybe uh, interpreted uh, to include karma, reap what you sow. Uh, for every action, there is a reaction, swings and roundabouts from Europe. What comes around goes around, or what goes around comes around. I've seen them both. Lots of different sayings. Uh, I equate it with um, the modern word um, conscience. Like uh, if uh, karma was to have a modern word, it would be conscience, just like um, with ancient alchemy became chemistry, kind of, as it, you know, in the future, it's the, they called it chemistry. Started off more like alchemy. In this case, we got karma, ends up conscience. Your conscience is what eats you up. All your bad deeds and stuff is what eats you up inside and tears you down. Just to, you just, just, you just self-implode, you might say. And that is the um, five and six, the, your actions on yourself, your unique number six. Everything you do includes you as an individual. So you're really hurting yourself for all these things. You're just really doing that to yourself. And you're harming others as well. But you're also harming yourself and any uh, individual that you happen to uh, affect through cause and effect. However, things get tricky. And that's why it's really good to read that whole Wikipedia thing, the uh, predestination, stuff like that, free will. It all comes into it, so I highly suggest people look into that Wikipedia ver um, meaning of uh, karma. Uh, as for conscience, guilty conscience eats you up. It's like uh, the Telltale Heart by uh, Edgar Allan Poe. If you're not familiar with that story, please read that story, The Telltale Heart, because that is based on karma and is uh, also an excellent story. So, yeah, you can't go wrong there with The Telltale Heart. Um, it's also a song, by the way, if you want to YouTube that. Uh, there's a song based on that story that was um, done by the Alan Parsons Project, which I did, uh, which I mentioned, I believe, on a different podcast I did. But anyway, that's beside the point. So let's get back to conscience. If somebody has no conscience, they don't have a karma. Nothing bad happens to them. In fact, if you study uh, serial killers who affect millions, almost millions of lives in some cases, uh, through their actions of mass murder, for instance, and it just you're affecting their family and friends and so on and, and down the line, you affect so many lives and for so long and for lifetimes uh, ahead. If the, those parents had children and now they're, they're parentless and then those children grow up, it's just a cause and effect. So uh, that's kind of what it's looking at there and uh, through conscience. But if, uh, if you have no conscience, you have no karma. You don't eat yourself alive at all. In fact, you get rewarded in some cases, like um, Henry Lee Lucas is a great example, and there's a documentary of him on uh, 
uh, Netflix if you want to watch it. You can uh, just Google uh, Henry Lee Lucas Netflix and in the title of it will come up just in case it's got a weird title. Um, Confessions of a Serial Killer or something like that. Anyway, that's just one example of many I could pull up who get special treatment when they um, uh, go to prison by uh, first joining the church and befriending nuns or priests who get, and then they get them special favors. Henry Lee Lucas was treated like a king, man, by not just uh, them, but by others as well because of the situation. He was, uh, you know, making up stories and stuff just to get extra foods and things. You know, you'd have to watch the show to see how far he took it and just claiming to have killed everybody, you know, just so he could keep the action going and stay out of the main prison. But yeah, these people, um, yeah, he, I think he lived to a ripe old age or whatever. No problem there. And everybody's going to say, well, after death, they're going to come get him. No, come on. You can't really say that. You can't make stuff up like that. There's no proof. There's nothing behind that. Oh, it might just take time. So in, in, you know, in some concepts, as we say in the Wikipedia, you'll find concepts where you say, oh, in his next lifetime, he could be in this situation where he's going to learn the same lesson, you know, and he'll be the victim of the same crime type thing. Um, that's all well and good, but that doesn't help us. And that's just making things up because we actually don't know what's going to happen. We're just assuming, right? That's all we can do. If he's dead, we don't know where he's gone or what happened to him. If he's a toad or a prince or just nothing or he's gone. He's, his particles are now with the universe. He's gone back to his source. Personally, I generally see karma as conscience. Um, and a person void of karma, uh, having no conscience. And so they don't eat themselves up with guilt. They have no sense of guilt. However, I'm also uh, utilizing karma in a sense of cause and effect. Um, I can utilize it in those kind of areas when if I'm working with that, uh, the effect that people have on other people uh, for good or ill, and the chain connection down the line is how it comes out. So that cause and effect, I see that sort of as a karma as well, the uh, action and reaction of the five and six. And uh, because it is matter in motion, it can play out over time in that sort of sense. So I, I, I juggle those two concepts primarily, just personally. But it's, it's so unique and so it's up to the person. There's no right or wrong. It's just so complex. Going back to the ancient Sanskrit and going way back to those ancient uh, Hindu and stuff, that's probably the best way to go if you're going to learn about karma. They're going to, they are going to know karma better than anybody. These earliest, earliest uh, concepts of karma. Go stick with those, you know, Buddhism and uh, that sort of thing, Hindu. Go right back, go right back to the earliest roots or with the five and six, you can't go wrong because that goes right back to the most ancient times, Mars and the sun, you know. Um, and so they're, they're, you can utilize those. So let's, uh, uh, let's kind of find a couple of songs about karma. Karma, 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 Like a 
bad karma, that's a sad story Yeah, real bad karma Kinda in Miami, so that shit the charmer I've been so good, I've been helpful and friendly I've been so good, why am I feeling empty? I've been so good, I've been so good this year I've been so good, but it's still getting harder I've been so good, where the hell is the karma? I've been so good, I've been so good this year Underestimate her powers Karma, karma Never ever you neglect her Karma, 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 karma I take my key into the side Of this pretty little souped up four-wheel drive Call my name into his leather seat I took a look Karma's gonna get you Gonna knock you right in the head You better get yourself together Pretty soon you're gonna be dead There are so many ways um, that karma can be expressed and uh, is expressed. Um, here's an old Western movie for you. Well, looks like he got what was coming to him. <laughs> 